0: So, of course, let's start with uh, what is Ringu all about. And hopefully you do know about this. This is, of course, classic, again, Asian horror, Japanese horror. Ring or Ringu is a 1998 uh, Japanese horror film directed by Hideo Nakata um, and written by a man or a person named Hiroshi Takahashi now. If you Google Hideo Nakata and Hiroshi Takahashi, they have a number of horror movies in their in their resume. And uh, if you are a, a fan of horror in general, and of course specifically if you're a fan of Asian horror, just go ahead and 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 uh, research on the movies that they did, and you know find your own ways and how you can watch them. Uh, i don't know if there's like a streaming a streaming service specifically for let's say horror um especially asian horror movies but i hope there's one cuz that that'd be great you know that'd be a great way even for me to watch cuz i I'm, i just want to go ahead and like watch a lot of asian horror right now I just uh it's like really a genre that i want to explore back when it boomed Um, around uh, early early 2000s up to mid 2000s I was I was still a kid um, didn't have a lot of money my parents were not fans of horror so you know I I I, I just didn't watch a lot of horror at the time so uh, now 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 is my time I guess to go ahead and watch a lot of this horror, especially Asian horror movies. And once again, by the way, first of all, I want to apologize in advance if I mention any Japanese uh, names or Japanese surnames. I am not that much familiar with the pronunciation of you know Japanese names, so I might I might you know <laughs> I might make mistakes. But you know again I apologize in advance. The The stars of this movie are actors Nanako Matsushima, Hiroyuki Sanada, and Rikia Otaka. And um, the movie follows a reporter who is racing to investigate the mystery behind a cursed videotape that kills the viewers in uh, seven days. The production of this movie took approximately nine months. But that includes everything from script, pre-production, shooting, post-production, and all that. So th- the entire process from uh, writing the script up to the final process of post-production, it took them nine months. Ring and its sequel, Rasen, which I haven't seen, were released in Japan at the same time. After its release, Ring was a huge box office of success in Japan and was acclaimed by critics. It inspired numerous follow-ups within the ring franchise and this is of course an entire franchise and it also had a lot of western remakes um the popular one is 2002 american film the ring uh by the way i i haven't seen that as well so the ring franchise includes eight japanese movies two television series uh six manga adaptations five international film remakes and two video games so this was really like a big deal in japan ringu really made waves in 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 japan and i would say even in in asia and some parts of the world and guess what the movie earned one billion yen yeah that's how much the movie earned it earned a billion yen now that sounds like a lot of money and it is but it's not really that much um, money it's the numbers is roughly around 1.2 million is the budget for making the movie and they earned r- roughly around 9 million so that's obviously an incredible success that's a 900% return from the their investment of you know 1.2 million and the movie came back with 9 million and plus of course i mean whoever made this movie they're they're probably still earning residuals and whatnot from the various adaptations that they have throughout the world i mean as as early as like last year there was still a sadako movie although i heard i heard some not so good things about the movie i didn't think it was great so you know but this one this one is definitely good definitely check out ringu if you haven't seen it so the movie starts with two high school students, uh, female high school students, they are best friends named Masami and Tomoko. They talked about a videotape that was allegedly recorded in Izu which is a province in China and it bears a curse that uh, once you watch the videotape, it will kill you in seven days. So. Tomoko reveals that uh, one week ago or seven days ago, she and three of her friends actually watched a strange videotape and they received a call after watching. And then um, it's that, not really a jump scare, but it's definitely a scary scene. Right after that, they talked about it. The the, the phone in the house rang and they were scared. They They were like... You know they 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 moved slowly, and then of course they answered the 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 landline call, but of course it turns out only to be the mother of one of them, the mother of Tomoko. They even laughed, and then. However, they there was a scene where they separated. Masami went upstairs to get something, you know something like that. Tomoko was left at the at the ground floor and then she saw her tv is actually turned on so she went into the living room turned to the living area date and then turned off the tv and then she walked a little bit towards the kitchen and then the tv turned on by itself um later she hears some startling noises and turns around her scared face froze on the scene in black and white that's how it was presented to us the audience so like she turned around and then her she looks very scared the scene froze in black and white it is implied that she was of course murdered by an unseen force and this was the first five minutes of the movie that's actually pretty intriguing intro and it immediately tells us sort of everything we know about the urban legend even if you haven't seen the 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 trailer for instance even if you haven't seen any if you didn't have any idea on what on what this movie is all about and you watch it this is a good good job for them for like putting this first five minutes and immediately it's a great intro and a great way to sort of plant mystery and what really like what's really going on in this movie and then meanwhile the same cursed video story is investigated by a newspaper reporter who is actually the main character of this movie named Reiko Asakawa later she was actually revealed to be the aunt of Tomoko and then as such when Reiko and her young son, Yoichi, who her son looks like he's seven, maybe eight year old. He's an eight year old boy. Um, Later when they were at the funeral of Tomoko, she discovers through an independent investigation that three of Tomoko's friends also died on that uh, same night with their faces twisted in fear Um, that's actually the terminology they used but I would say their faces were like twisted in a weird way like like it was pulled diagonally in a weird way with their mouths open and their tongue like out and all that the faces of the victims were actually one of the scarier parts it's when the faces of the, the of the dead victims in this movie and there's a lot of it in the first act of the film. It's actually one of the scarier parts of the movie. And the reason for that is you don't see a lot of human faces twisted like that in any other movie. Or of course even in real life. Other than maybe you you work in an industry where you see a lot of uh, corpses like if you are in the medical field or in your working if you're working for like a funeral home um it's just unnatural to see like twisted faces like that and i think even regular uh the 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 face of regular dead people um i heard they sort of relax the face relaxes when you're dead so it's not weird and twisted in the same way they did in this movie and obviously that that adds to the scare factor in this movie which is great and then while investigating tomoko's room the next day reiko notices a photo receipt and goes to pick up uh the photocopies looking through tomoko's phone or tomoko's photos by the way this was 1998 so there's no smartphones yet um there's not a lot of definitely there's no tablets there's not a lot of uh, people Walking around with laptops and you know stuff There's not a lot of people walking around with their faces planted to their phone So it was in a way this movie is sort of like it kind of looks like a capsule In Anyway, it's a very different time. So anyway, Reiko finds that the four teenagers who stayed in the rental cabin in Izu province and that one of the photos showed that their faces are blurred And the photo uh one of the more emotional scenes in the movie is when reiko met uh, tomoko's mother actually i thought the mother of tomoko was blind because she was just like she looked shocked she looks shocked she's like just staring at the wall and you talk to her she doesn't talk that much i really thought she was blind and then when they when I mean, just a few scenes later, it was revealed that she was just very, very shocked with the obviously unexplained and sudden death of her daughter, Tomoko. And of course, rightfully so. I mean, it's very traumatic, that that scene, that that thing that happened to her. So eventually, Reiko heads off to the cabin in Izu province, but not before Yoichi, his son claims to have learned that tomoko saw the cursed tape. so that was a scary scene too knowing that the child uh again yoichi looks like he's a seven or eight year old boy at most it's scary that the child knows about the cursed tape. it's sort of like your seven and or eight year old son or your cousin or or your like nephew or whatever knows about this crazy urban legend in your town and it's very creepy and people are really dying so that's what's happening here the child knows about the urban legend and so Reiko arrives in the cabin in Izu and eventually she attempts to get information from the clerk in the process Reiko notices an unlabeled videotape on the rental shelf and picks up the tape to see for herself by the way this hotel lobby has a VHA VHS or maybe Betamax I we have no way to confirm it has a movie rental shelf in the lobby of the hotel um, in general seeing VHS movie rentals or just shelves with VHS from old movies is immediately nostal- nostalgic. It's again. It's it's like a time capsule from the nineties. Although, I heard from friends and relatives in Japan, because I haven't been to Japan, that they still have uh, movie rental places in Japan today, and that's just that's just wild to me that they still have like movie rental places in Japan. I didn't confirm with them if these places sort of rent out Blu-ray or DVD, because I can tell you. Japan is of course first world country and my country the Philippines we're not yet obviously first world we're far from it I think we're still we're tagged as developing so that's sort of like we're still third world but things are getting better so now you're like a developing country I think that's our economic rating but I can tell you we don't have movie rental shops anymore in the philippines i think that business is long gone like it probably died 15 years ago 10 years ago at the latest and i lived mostly in the city i live mostly in the capital in metro manila but even the few times we visit provinces i don't see any more movie rental shops so it's pretty wild if you know if they still have really movie rental shops in japan today so anyway back to the movie the tape shows a series of uh, seemingly unrelated and disturbing images accompanied by metallic screeching which i did not hear from the copy of the movie that i watched because the audio was kind of it was kind of low it was kind of bad so but anyway let's I'll break down the the videotape itself the, the the what's I'll break down what scenes you will see when you watch the curse tape so let's uh, break it down on uh, the first scene was there was a woman uh, combing her hair in an oblong shaved mirror the entire video is in black and white by the way which adds you know the uh, additional layer of creepiness and then she looked at her left or her right i can't remember but um so the let's say it's her left so the woman who is combing her hair looked at her left and we see another woman with long hair that uh her hair is so long that it covers her face and we don't see the the face of that other woman And then we saw someone, it's not clear if this person is man or a woman. His head is covered in a white thing. He actually sort of reminds me of Pyramid Head from the Silent Hill video games. He is pointing at something and it is not clear. And then, by the way, that guy, that let's just call him Pyramid Head. That Pyramid Head-like guy or girl, whatever. Yeah, that creature is pretty, pretty disturbing. Disturbing too, because of course we already. I think most people already know about Sadako. That's sort of one of the surprise. You don't expect that that thing to be to be in front of your screen. So anyway, that and then we see. I presume a document. Uh, it's like one page document filled with Japanese characters. Um, and then the Japanese character starts to move wildly. The entire document, which looks like again, it looks like one one-page document. It's full of Japanese characters, but it's translated only with the word "eruption" on the English on the English uh, subtitles. And then we see a group of people, sort of suffering and crawling in an open field or a mountain or something and then later on we see a well that is um circle shape and we also see a ring shape sort of black screen then we see a ring shape and then we see the pov of someone inside the well or maybe someone looking into the well or maybe both and then I believe I believe they did a pretty good job of breaking down the cursed tape but watching it the entire scene unfolds in just seconds some of the scenes unfold in like microseconds so de- definitely you will not understand anything if you just watch the cursed tape and that's I I believe that's an excellent way to plant a mystery like if you just saw the tape itself they played that tape and run that as like the trailer of the movie first of all don't do that cuz that, that 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 would probably ruin the horror when people watch the the movie already but definitely if you watch that that just the tape itself just the cursed tape you will really not understand anything and so that's a great way to plant a mystery so that people will watch the movie and the mystery will unfold truly uh, if you watch the entire movie and it's it it will unfold at the very end so that's really that's what great mysteries are all about and then as the tape ends she sees a mysterious reflection in the television and uh, receives a phone call however there are only screeching sounds from the tape or from the phone call so um. That kind of affected maybe the overall quality of my enjoyment with the movie because i didn't hear the the sort of screeching sound from the videotype itself and also i didn't heal this i didn't hear the screeching sound as well that um that they hear when they answer the landline call um i haven't seen again i haven't seen the American version but from what I know the American version is like um, there's somebody who speaks on the when you answer the phone and then the speaker would say something like you are gonna die in seven days and and, and the, the speaker' will gonna will say it in that way and I think that's pretty corny and there's something like um, there's something something comedic to that and I think it might spoil the seriousness of of the movie so I really appreciate that the original didn't have that that the original is only that metallic screeching sound you will hear that when you answer the phone call and of course you will hear that once you watch the videotape which is largely uh, doesn't have an audio aside from that thing which is scary right and then Fearing that her days are now numbered, specifically seven days left to live, Reiko quickly leaves the cabin with the tape. And then the the next morning, Reiko enlists her ex-husband, Ryuji Takayama, to investigate the tape's origin. Ryuji discovers that Reiko's face is blurred in a photo much like those of the teenagers um that the the photos of the teenagers that uh she saw in the cabin by the way again the blurred photo seeing your face or any face blurred in a photo is always uh a scary scene i actually read somewhere that this is in the human psyche as part of our evolution that Um, when we see a human face or any human body part that is distorted based on our evolution our brains evolution tells us that that is sick and we should stay away from it and we should be scared of it and this is why the blurred photo and the distorted face of the people who died in this movie is so scary because it 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 Sort of brings out that fear that is in the human psyche, that is in the uh, human psychology from hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of years of evolution. And uh, despite Reiko's objections, Ryuji actually watches the tape and tells her to make him a copy, which they start reviewing the next day. Uh, there was a brief interruption from Ryuji's student, Mai Takano. Um the student of Ryuji who actually interrupted the scene. She was wearing all black and um she has a sort of straight black hair that's up to her shoulders. Uh, honestly, you, you can remove that character totally. You can remove she has two scenes. You can remove the two scenes from the entire movie and it, I believe it will not affect the entire thing but when I watch this movie I actually watched this movie with cousins and seeing her suddenly appear on screen it actually scared my cousins which is funny cause like I'll tell you right now that character, the student of uh, Ryuji, she's definitely not part of the horror um, her second scene we're, we'll talk about her second scene later her second scene was kind of powerful so I guess putting her in sort of makes sense but again, I think removing her will not really affect the movie. And then studying further the two the two you know couples, Reiko and Ryuji, they find a hidden message embedded within the tape saying, "Frolic in brine, goblins be thine." which even until the end of the movie I actually did not it's understand its relevance to the movie they had a brief explanation about goblins later in the movie but even that is unclear and does not make sense to me basically it's like maybe the the parents or one of the parents of uh, the woman in in the vi- videotape you know what? let's talk about it later when 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 we get to the scene anyway the next morning, Ryuji calls, calls Reiko, um, so the husband calls her wife, the ex-husband calls her ex-wife, telling her that he has found the message is in the form of a dialect from the Izu-Oshima island, and since Reiko will be working on this case to save her life, she actually brought her son to her, his uh, father, you know, to the... Grand uh, Grandfather of the child and then two nights later while the while Reiko and uh, Yoichi her son is staying at their father at the grandfather's house Reiko catches Yoichi watching the videotape um and then Yoichi claimed that the ghost of Tomoko asked him to do so to watch the tape (laughs) And I can tell you, I have seen that scene before. I think it it was even part of the trailer that we had here in the Philippines. But I can tell you, if I haven't seen the scene before, where the child watches the cursed tape, I would have been really shocked and really scared, because that's like it's sort sort of my maybe weakness of you know putting kids in danger and 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 horror movies that really scares me so for anyone who actually included that scene in 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 the trailer I guess it was a way to to hook the audiences as well but that would have been a very effective scene if they didn't include it in trailer if if that scene was like one of the more closed, closed and secure scenes in the movie that didn't go out that would be one of the scariest scenes in the movie so anyway reiko and ryuji the ex-husbands and wife they sail for the oshima island and discover the history of the great psychic shizuko yamamura and they stay in an inn run by takashi who is actually shizuko's brother shizuko is the woman in the cursed video uh, combing her hair she was you know she was scene number one she was like she was comb- combing her hair mm-hmm. the next day ryuji reveals to takashi that he knows through his clairvoyant powers that the old man exposed shizuko to the media hoping to make money from the situation and then the clairvoyant of av- abilities by the way the clairvoyant abilities were another thing that was not Presented well in this movie It was like suddenly Ryuji and Reiko the two main characters has the ability to see What happened in the past? Um, There was a small scene earlier before watching the tape when Ryuji told Reiko he didn't feel anything like when they were in I believe Reiko's house Ryuji said he didn't feel anything implying that maybe he has the abilities to feel you know, spirits or um, evil entities, but I think they did not put enough scenes to convince us why they would have those clairvoyant abilities. If I was gonna guess, maybe, maybe as you get near this curse, maybe as you get near to the truth of the story, your clairvoyance increases because of the of the curse and all the supernatural stuff and things like that. But again, it was not presented, you know, clearly. There's also, by the way, another confusing scene earlier. Ryuji was studying the case at a park bench when a woman stood in front of her and said, and, well, Ryuji said something like, I hope it's not you. The woman was not showed again. The face of the woman was not even showed. They just showed the lower half of the woman like it was um, just her Her hips to her shoes she was wearing like a white skirt and then the suddenly suddenly the scene changed and again I watched this movie with cousins and they thought just like I thought that maybe Ryuji has something to do with the tape but that is not the case at all and they can again delete that scene and it will not affect the movie and it's not good to have sort of scenes like that because you expect especially the editing of the movie that they would they would trim any unnecessary scenes they would trim the fat so so far we have already um, ha- we already had some sort of um, two scenes with like fats in them here one was the student of Ryuji which is justified later on towards the end and now this scene this one that def- this definitely is a fat it's like Ryuji was just at the park bench She's studying um the case and he said i hope it's not you so it's almost like oh is does he have something to do with the videotape and that's not the case at all so they can definitely delete the scene and it will not affect the movie but of course it affected the movie because they included the scene that doesn't need to be there so that's obviously you know that's uh minor problem you know that's a nitpicky it's a nitpicky criticism but but they can remove that because although this movie was faced uh, very well um, there was still maybe one percent drag in the movie even if it's only one and a half hours long so they could definitely they could have definitely trimmed a part of or small parts of the movie and make it you know a little bit more tighter and by the way again before we continue I just want to remind everyone please do support our podcast give us a five-star rating from from wherever uh, podcast platform you are getting this and then also please support us with a direct donation through PayPal um, again I'm gonna put a PayPal donate link at the description page of this podcast. So, anyway, let's continue. So, the media attention attracted Dr. Heihachiro Ikuma, Dr. Ikuma, who, besides researching ESP, had an affair with Shizuko. So, Dr. Ikuma held actually a public demonstration where shizuko successfully displayed her psychic abilities however one journalist actually got angry uh, during this live demonstration one journalist got very spiteful and um he was denouncing her as a fraud in inciting his other colleagues she was actually the 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 journalist was actually sort of inciting her other colleagues to do the same to really denounce Shizuko as the, the fraud but then this journalist suddenly died and the shocked Shizuko shouted Sadako did you do that and then this is where we actually see Sadako um, at the time she was a little girl already with long black hair that covers her face she ran away it turns out Sadako can actually kill you using Her mind the translation in the subtitles if my memory serves me right is she can just will people into death or something like that so the killed journalist as we will see she he had a face twisted like Tomoko and the other people who died so (laughs) just Sadako can kill you using her her mind or whatever so is Sadako is like a Marvel villain, essentially. Anyway, shortly after a series of slanderous reports drove Shizuko to commit suicide. Again, this is another thing that was not clearly presented, or maybe I just did not understand the scene. Although, I will tell you, I have a pretty strong focus and a pretty sharp eye when it comes to movies. So what they presented was well was the the eruption thing in the in the cursed videotape, and I think people blamed her because she predicted the eruption of the volcano, and many people died and suffered, and uh, people blamed her the same way that we have cases of people in the real world blaming reporters for reporting about let's say natural disor- natural disasters like typhoons and you know hurricanes and you know volcanic eruptions and uh causes suffering to thousands of people and that might have driven shizuko into suicide but definitely it wasn't again one another thing that was not clearly presented is the slanderous claims of the people back in the day because apparently this it almost feels like the the, shiz- the things that happened between Shizuko and the ESP and Sadako it was like it was implied it was like years ago maybe 40 years ago I think it was exactly 40 years ago the thing that happened and so the the cursed videotape also happened around 40 years ago so so uh, this was things so this was incidents that happened in the past and obviously it still affected the day, but again this scene it wasn't le- really clear that that um Shizuko died or committed suicide because of those things. So meanwhile Dr. Ikuma was fired from the university and he took Sadako to an unknown location. Reiko and Ryuji deduce that Sadako created the cursed videotape using her unexplained abilities to express her fury, her anger against the world. And then after an epiphany, the two of them go back to Izu and uncover a well under the cabin. And then through a vision, they actually discovered that Dr. Ikuma smashed a big rock in Sadako's head and threw her body into the well. They tried to find Sadako's body in attempt to appease her spirit. It was a very disgusting scene wherein they, they actually alternate into getting inside the well and literally pail the water out of the well, which is such a bad idea. And then minutes before her seven days are up Reiko finds Sadako's corpse and they return home and they were actually relieved that the curse is seemingly over because they found Sadako's corpse and Reiko even hugs the corpse and then actually at this time I thought the movie was over um, already And if that's the case, it's pretty disappointing, although the mystery was solved. However, we've all seen that classic Sadako scene, you know, that scene where he he was crawling out of the TV. So at this point, I thought, so that scene, that's not really part of this movie. And of course, that was great because I was in for a real surprise because the next day, when Ryuji is at home, And his TV switches on by itself and shows the image of the well. The vengeful ghost of Sadako crawls out of the well and then crawls on the ground, crawls out of Ryuji's TV set, and um, while by the way, while she was crawling, the thing that they sort of highlighted is her fingernails, because it was implied she tried to crawl out of the well. So her fingernails was really the the thing that disturbed me because it was like really chipped and cracked and bloody because like she she really tried to climb out of the well and then um, they had that shocking scene which is in a lot of the posters and also a lot of the um, a lot of the trailers of this movie wherein they showed the eye of Sadako. Uh, and then this, that's the thing you know the that's it shows how sadako kills she's gonna kill you with fear and immediately before his death reiko had tried to call ryuji so she hears his last minutes over the phone and finds out only she is free from the curse and then as she sees the pyramid head like creature again on her tv pointing to her bag which has the videotape on it by the way um it was revealed that you know her the when when Ryuji died his face also twisted in that weird way and um the scene was Reiko visited sort of visited the wake of Ryuji and then that's when we see his student again the young girl she was crying on the floor and she was like saying, uh, she was crying and she was saying, his face, what happened to her face? And that, So that was that was maybe the relevance of that character sort of to give us more shock or more trauma to the death of Ryuji. And so, of course, um, Reiko realizes that she's the only one safe, which means her son is not safe so desperate to save Yoichi Reiko realizes that copying the tape and showing it to someone else was what saved her so with the VCR the end of the movie is Reiko drives to her father's house uh, with that scenic scene of you know the the provinces of Japan and the mountains where she plans to let her son copy the tape And show it to another person. And then Ashley drives the voice of some schoolgirls that she interviewed about the urban legend earlier in the film. They were discussing this this thing, you know, how to escape the curse. Which is, again, not presented or at the very least not subtitled very well in my copy of the movie. So... In conclusion, this is a good movie, but I think it's a better mystery than a horror movie. It's a good horror movie, but it's it's a better mystery. Um, other than that, other than a handful of scenes, it was actually not that scary. I watched this movie with cousins. The youngest one was actually 10 years old, so my thumb was definitely planted to the pause button because I was ready to pause the movie if things got really scary but even my ten-year-old cousin told me that it was not that scary she told me that she was only scared like one time in the entire movie it was when Sadako it was in the well when Sadako's said hand suddenly grabbed Reiko um, other than that she was not really that scared throughout the movie and this movie was 1998 but it got popular in my country in 2002 the first time I actually found out about ring about the ring or Ringu, is in a newspaper at school I thought that this movie had the best marketing tagline of all time um, the tagline that I saw in the newspaper in the poster is you watch the video and after seven days you die something like that so you like for me you almost don't need a trailer. Just have that quote in your movie poster and have the ominous ring or the picture of Sadako the long-haired woman and I believe people will watch it cuz it has such a great um it's has such a great pitch. I would also say that the people who made this movie they lucked out they were just a few years away from the internet being ubiquitous, which means they were a few years away with every home having the internet and every smartphone having the internet. So, like, the fact that this movie is a cursed videotape movie, it, again, it's immediately like a time capsule. Uh, it's a 90s time capsule. So... Uh, I haven't watched any of the sequels so the modern version or or the sequels of of Ringu they might have hopefully they addressed the (laughs) the internet itself and how and how it interacted with the Sadako universe with, with the curse and how like how does the curse work if it's like uploaded on the internet stuff like that um, you know, if I would, if I had time, if I have time, I'm, I'm gonna watch one of those modern um, ring movies. But as of today, again, I didn't hear a lot of good things about them. So, because I like to spend my time with really quality movies, quality TV shows. Uh, another thing, many people say that Whispering Corridors, which is a South Korean horror film from 1998 which I actually reviewed on episode 25 of this podcast because this is episode 28 also in episode 25 I reviewed the movie the horror movie Whispering Corridors from South Korea um according to a lot of people or maybe even history which is which means it's a fact Whispering Corridors started the boom of Asian horror in the early two thousands, but I can say, in at, at the very least, in my country, it's The Ring, it's this movie, it's Ringu, that started the boom of Asian horror, leading leading to our country's awareness of um great Asian horror movies like The Grudge, Tale of Two S- Sisters. Um, it even led lead us to the Whispering Corridors movies and. There was also some excellent horror movies from the Philippines which I will review in the future because I don't think they are mainstream enough and I think more people should know about them.